This is the Mountain Vision Podcast, where we share our obsession with hunting in the outdoors and talk waterfowl and big game hunting. Whether we're waterfowl hunting in the Sacramento Valley with the Sutter Buttes as our backdrop, or deer hunting in the Sierras, one thing is for certain, our vision of the mountains is a hard one to shake. Listen along as I interview outdoorsmen that have inspired me, and you might find inspiration from them as well. going on everyone welcome back to the mountain vision podcast on this episode i talked to mike merlot with norcal wing shooting uh mike is just a he's a stud when it comes to waterfowl hunting he's just uh just a wealth of knowledge uh when it comes to kind of anything wing shooting really but um he's just always um always doing like wood duck projects and banding projects and stuff like that so he's just he's just always involved and he's always learning and pushing himself and uh yeah, every time I talk to Mike, I get I get pretty excited about the waterfowl season coming up. So, but yeah, um, I really enjoyed the conversation. I always learn I always learn a lot from Mike. Um, I'll probably have him on again. There's there's so there's so many things I could talk to Mike about. <laughs> we kind of we kind of dove mostly into like early season goose hunting and stuff on this episode. But uh, yeah, I enjoyed the conversation. Like I said, I hope you do as well. Uh, stay tuned. What's Hell going yeah. on? Yeah, man, nothing much. Just uh, finished eating some, some pizza, some Papa Murphy's, and a couple beers. <laughs> right on. Yeah, it I usually like a good time. yeah I usually try to save the, the beverages for the weekend, but I've been kind of slacking a little bit lately. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> keep keep it to a minimum. Keep it keep it straight. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. Uh, so yeah, so we were kind of talking earlier, but. Um, yeah, so yeah, we can dive into dive into early goose stuff or or whatever. Hey, before I forget though, um, what is your what is your Instagram handle? Where can people find you at? Uh, it's NorCal Wing Shooting, and then mine is uh, I think it's Michael Merlo nine one six is my personal one or whatever. But I mean, I'm always on both of them. I, I do more of the stuff on my own or whatever, but. During hunting season, um, I do both pretty much. So, yeah, NorCal wing shooting. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, usually I write all this stuff down, but I I didn't. <laughs> it's like sometimes I prepare for these things like, and try to come up with questions, but like we were talking earlier, like it seems like every time you and I talk, there's there's plenty of, plenty to talk about when it comes to, to hunting, and we could talk for hours. So. Oh. oh, yeah. I mean, right now... Um, if you want to just dive into talking about what's going on, it's, uh, yeah. you know, coming up on the early goose, um, which pretty much is the same opener at the Northeast Zone. So, I mean, it can't really say it's the first first opener of the year. I mean, but it is for balance of the state. And that's October 3rd and 4th through the, uh, through the 7th. So it's five-day season. That's for the early goose. And then uh, balance of the state, I'm not sure when that, exactly when that is, probably the 21st or third week of october or whatever but uh yeah yep that's coming up and uh there's a lot of honkers around i mean it seems like there's more more honkers and more turkeys at least in northern california than than i've ever seen i mean i've been hunting for you know 30 years or so and pretty seriously for the last 25 and uh, it just seems like and i you know i work a lot in the bay area and all over northern california it seems like wherever i go no matter what i can always like within a day or two 
you know, hear honkers flying around. It's crazy. I mean, there's so many. Yeah. Um, and I don't think a lot of guys hunt them, and I'm not trying to <laughs> – it's kind of a double-edged sword. You want to, like, talk about it, but, you know, you kind of – everybody wants them all to themselves, too, at the same time. But, I mean – Yeah. <laughs> um, they're out there, man. I mean, one thing about – one thing about 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 that early few season is that um, there's a lot of them, and, uh, you know, the, there's – they're kind of a pest, dude. I mean, I hate to give away all the secrets, but you know, and it's, I'm not permission because uh, I've been denied, you know, thirty to one or whatever, you know, and, and, and probably field or whatever. But uh, you know, that's just California for you. But yeah, they're out there, man. And so, uh, you know, I mean, around with you know, these kind of from what I've seen the last four or five years, and I've kind of been pretty serious about them. Is that um, mid July? Uh, they kind of show up, you know, and, uh, you know, I live right next to a golf course, so I can kind of see firsthand of what's going on, you know, at least what's going on around pretty much probably everywhere else. You'll see like 15 or 20 geese, and then all of a sudden, between the middle to the end of July, all of a sudden there'll be 100, and then a week later there'll be like three or 400. And so yeah. um, usually that's when I start looking around and not necessarily scouting, but just kind of seeing where the birds are. And I mean, they're on the, the same. You know, there's 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 roosts that will always be roosts. You know, they don't get hunted where there'll be a, a waste wastewater treatment, you know, pond or facility or whatever, or you know, a golf course or whatever. And, and they're not always the same birds either. Because sometimes they'll only be a hundred, sometimes they'll be eight hundred. But um, so you know, you kind of know where those areas are, and you kind of know what areas they feed in, maybe within ten miles of those those areas, and and then you start looking around, and and most of the time. Um, you know, even the places that do get hunted, uh, you know, those, those birds imprint on those fields or, or whatever they do, and, and they're kind of always there. And, I mean, also, you know, the, the other side, the flip side of that is that, um, you know, one field that was, say, a ryegrass field last year might be corn this year. And so, um, you know, that sounds like, good, that sounds awesome or whatever, right? Like, you know, that, that corn field, you know, not going to get harvested until the end of October, maybe November, you know. Yeah. It's pretty much an unhuntable field where, and so, I mean, on, on that note, you know, if a guy had a, a lease or something on, on a piece of property and, um, you know, get clients, hey, we're going to come back here and hunt, you know, and so, I don't know, I'm just, you know, you never know, I always kind of wait until the last minute to kind of, kind of plan out my hunt for the next year because, uh, like I said, you know, that field could be, could be corn and unhuntable right now, you know, so, um, but anyways, going back to, kind of talking about the areas where they are it's, uh you know they're they're pretty predictable but then they can be unpredictable you know especially that time of year at least from what i've seen is um especially in northern california when you know that time of year kind of coincides with with the rice harvest at least kind of when it begins and so um you know what i've seen the birds that i hunt is it kind of good i mean it, it has it doesn't affect me um there's not that much Cut right. There's actually not that much cut right uh, that early yet, but there are some fields. But uh, pretty much right after, right after the early goose, you know, early November, mid October, whatever. That's when the the right harvest kind of starts, or is in full effect or whatever. So yeah, those birds kind of disperse on the on the fields that you know that have been hunted at least you know kind of where I hunt, and so um, which is a good thing too because they'll go they'll go feed and get comfortable in those fields, and they, they don't always get hunted probably at all until maybe they get flooded for, for a dust club or something, it, it, even at that. So, 
Um, so that's that's kind of the gist of the early early use, uh, you know, layout for for what the birds are doing, and then and then after that, um, some of those rice fields will get flooded. Let's say like late late October, maybe mid mid November or whatever. Yeah, uh, for decomp, yeah. and then they'll become a roost again. You know, so those those roost areas will change. And so then you can, you know, as far as talking about hunting them, you can uh, you can start looking at different areas. You know, because they'll just attract another three or four hundred birds, and then uh, or even if that's near where you hunt, you know, it gets good to get in that area. Um, but you know, someone can go out and bump them, or maybe get access to hunt it or something, and then it can blow. Them. Yeah. Blow all those birds out of there too. So, but anyways, uh, that's pretty much what goes on, at least from what I've seen. Um, you know, with the, with the early goose, and, and I've had some pretty good success over the last couple of years. And so, uh, that's pretty much that for, for that. And, I mean, are you going up to the? Are you doing the northeast hunt or anything? Or no, I wasn't. I wasn't planning on it. I mean, I I haven't really dialed in my plans yet. Uh, like we were kind of talking earlier, like I, st- I still haven't even really figured out what's going on with the refuges with the Corona or COVID yep. stuff. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, honestly, I had my mind all, I was all, you know, full bore into deer hunting and stuff. And then they shut all the forests, yep. all the forests are shut down well, right now. So I've been kind of starting to think about, about, I mean, water. I know it's going to happen. I know a couple, yeah. I know a couple buddies that work at the refuges and stuff, and I've heard firsthand. I mean, obviously, they're not going to, you know, it's going to happen. Um, and, and they've already kind of figured out from the few things that I've read how to make it happen. Um, I don't want to get into talking about what they're going to do because I, I don't want to start any rumors exactly how it's going to happen. But, yeah, the refuges are going to open. Uh, obviously, it's going to be social distancing. you got to wear your mask and check it when you check in. and. Uh, you know they're going to limit. Uh, it's, it's not going to be as, as as wide open as it was. Yeah, being around with all your buddies and checking into different places and stuff, but it's going to happen, dude. And then hopefully, you know, before the end of the season's over, it'll all kind of just go away. But yeah. So that that's our that's our COVID that's our COVID talk for the for the, the talk in this session. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm over it, dude. Oh, man. Yep, but it is what it is. So you bought yourself a, uh, like, a camera, doing some video and stuff, or? Yeah, I ended up selling my quad. I wasn't using my quad. Dude, I was using it, like, once a year, my my Yamaha Grizzly. And so yep. I, I finally just, I, I just decided to get rid of it. I'm sure I'll regret it at some point. Like, I know there's going to be hunts that come up, and I could use it, and I'll be like, damn, I wish I would have kept it, but I just don't use it enough, yep. dude. So I just... I sold it and I bought cool. a bought a new shotgun and then I bought nice. yeah I bought a new camera and some camera gear and some lenses and stuff. So, well, at least uh, you know before you were the guy with the quads, so you get the invites. But then at least now you got the video camera, so you're the guy with the video camera. You can <laughs> do all the, the video and the TV. Get, get, yeah. in, get access to you know, on some hunts you know, using that thing. So. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I kind of thought about it. Like there is like some selfish motivation be- behind it. Like. The same with the podcast, man. It's like I, I kind of do this so I can learn stuff from from guys like yourself, and I, I did think about that with the camera too. I'm like, well, dude, 
I bet some people will want their stuff filmed, and I'll do it, you know, depending on who it is or if I have time or whatever, but I'll do it for free, you know, like, especially because I, yeah. I, I don't know what I'm doing yet. So, like, yeah. it would be fun. I mean, there's a lot. I, I yeah. bought a camera a long time ago. Like a, a, It was right when everything was going digital. It was, a, you know, a uh, mini DV or whatever, but it was, it was, you know, when those things were kind of just phasing out. And so, anyways, um, and I, like, was just, just dedicated to get all this footage and I had all these ideas and things to do, whatever that I wanted to do. And uh, I tell you what, man, you got to, like, you got to do a lot of videoing to get a little bit of, of usable footage. And yeah. Especially with, with waterfowl hunting. I mean, you yeah. know, if you got a nice bluebird north wind day out there, yeah, you can get all the mallard footage you want if you're in the right spot or whatever. But, I mean, fog, rain, um, you know, all that stuff pretty much you're not getting anything on those days and those might be really good days to kill birds you know what i mean so yeah um, and then you're also stuck behind that camera because you're like you know hey we invited you you're filming dude but i mean I'm, you know you always get time to shoot or whatever but uh yeah, yeah I mean, it's fun though dude i loved it man i mean i had a nice camera uh, a couple of years ago and i love taking photos just as much as almost as i love hunting hunting birds plus you know you're you can you can go wherever you want and do that. You know, you go to the refuges, you can find a nice big grind right next to the road somewhere and, and get all the snow geese back and, and stuff that you want to write there. So, uh, yeah. you can sit at home and edit them. And, I mean, I, I always enjoyed that. It was cool, man. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I've always been interested in photography and like I was saying earlier, like filming, like we used to film our little, like little skate videos and stuff when we were younger and like, yeah. I, mean, I didn't know what I was doing, but I've just always had an interest in it. So I'm like, I don't know. I figured I might as well, might as well get into it because yeah, I'm already out there hunting and scouting and doing yep. doing stuff. So I might as well bring a camera with me. Yeah, not a bad way to get access to hunt a field too. You can you know, get out there and hey, can I get uh, permission to take some photos of those geese there, sir? And yeah. <laughs> a couple more times later, you get another guy. Bam, permission. So. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, I was, yeah. I figured. Uh, yeah, it's a good opportunity to go with go with people, and and learn from them and record some hunts. And I don't know. I think it'd be fun, man. Yeah, it is. Dude. Especially with the kids growing it's up. Cool too, like, it's funny watching people miss Duke. <laughs> You're over there going, "Why aren't they shooting? Yeah. What? What? Oh, they're. Oh, you can see every, all the bad stuff that guys are doing. You like." <laughs> yards off the spread you're like yep that's why those birds are flaring it's pretty funny so yeah. i learned a lot dude, so. yeah that's a good point yeah well you have to come out with us man and uh yep yeah, get some get some good you know get some goose footage or whatever yeah the, pigeon hunt. yeah it'd be fun so you're uh so I know you're you, you, so you you got the guide business thing going on it's called NorCal wing shooting that's what you're saying you're in that on instagram page you have is right do you yep, have a? Yep, it's just part time. I mean, I got a full time job, and yeah, um, yeah. You know, I mean, at the the rate that I do it, uh, it's still fun, and basically pays for my, uh, you know, my my hunting gear, which you know, you know how how that is. Man. Yeah. You never have enough. So, <laughs> no kidding. Pretty much, uh, I do the early season goose, you know, for hawkers, and then I'll do the, you know the 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 regular season, obviously, and that picks up usually mid December through the end, and. uh we do guided, you know, not guided, we do pigeon shoots and put out decoys. And, I mean, those things are fun, man. I mean, I put out five dozen full-body, 
pigeon decoys, as silly as that might sound, if, if you've ever done it. And, I mean, those things come in just like a like a greenhead dude. Or, you know, you could put out one robo and, and one pigeon decoy and really? have the same success. But I, I have a decoy. I have a decoy fetish, so, you know, pigeon decoys are they're cool to me so uh but yeah it's pretty fun man and uh yeah i mean i you could go out and shoot them every weekend but if you let it sit for a while um you know i got a, a couple different areas i shoot and if those birds don't get hunted for like a month they're just i mean it, it's fun dude they come right in but they're quick so they're probably the hardest birds that i've ever ever hunted i mean you think you think doves are hard to hit i mean doves fly fast and they're small and uh, you'll blow a couple boxes of shells to get a limit or whatever. But pigeons are probably one of the toughest birds, especially for their size, I've ever, I've ever seen. I mean, I've, I've hit them like four times. <laughs> Here they come around again, boom, pulling feathers, and, and yeah. they're pretty strong birds, you know. And now it's all steel shot, so I shoot sixes at them. But uh, it's fun, man. It's a fun time, dude. You'll have to come out for sure. So. Yeah, I'll have to get out there one of these days. I. I... I always thought that's kind of just a good way to get like get some practice in too for just for wing shooting or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Good for the dog. I mean, you know, guys call me. Hey, I just want to come out and get my dog and some birds. Yeah. The thing about it is, uh, it's usually good on the pigeons. I mean, it's good year round. I mean, in the in the winter, it's cool. Um, it's fun in the fields when they when they feed the fields. I mean, the farmers don't want them out there, and so. Uh, that's a fun time it's uh and you got a small window of opportunity to do that right after they feed and then you know until the whatever they're 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 planning whatever comes up you got about two weeks and uh they'll be in there pretty thick um yeah so that's fun you're hunting them over the field and then we'll hunt them right there in the corrals too but uh you know year round's cool that's um in the summer you know sacramento gets 110 degrees by by 11 o'clock or you know noon sometimes so and those birds will come in right at light and then they leave you know at 8 eight thirty. so i mean I, I tell everybody hey it's, it's, it's only like two hours but it's it's a it's a good you know hour of, of a peak where you're gonna you know have a lot of shooting um, it's fun man and then in the springtime that's when you get a lot of younger birds and uh um you know you can have more of a, a longer afternoon hunt so. but yeah okay time, dude. So, nice yeah. Hell yeah. So you're, so you're, what's your typical goose hunt like? I mean, are you, so you have, um, access to some properties and you guys do like, uh, layout blinds or what do you, what do you guys do? Yep. All layouts. Um, I mean, the thing about, you know, goose hunting, at least, at least, you know, at least hunting geese in like a green field, you know, uh, and not hunting over socks or, I mean, that's the thing, like, you can't just blanket it with, with goose hunting because, I mean, a lot of guys that are successful in the Sacramento Valley hunt over, you know, a big sock spread so you can lay right in the in the wind socks or whatever, and, and that's your hide. You're in the middle of the field where the geese want to be. But with with honkers, um, I mean, yeah, if you, you know, I mean, I'm sure you can get away with putting out, like, 500 you know, dark or Canada wind socks, which I don't think anybody is really doing, which I think would be kind of cool in like a big south wind. But um, typical, you know, situation, hunt honkers, <coughs> you know, you know, best place you want to be is the middle of the field. However, hide, you know, your hide's going to you know, not be good, you know, especially you're hunting with like five dudes. So I typically hunt the edge of the field, um, you know, if I got – five or six dudes uh we hunt out of layout blinds i have a couple blinds set up on the edge of field um 
but the layouts are comfortable and i'm used to hunting out of them a lot of guys might not be but uh but you get used to it and uh yeah so basic scenario is um two to seven dozen full bodies um i'm gonna run five dozen full bodies and and four dozen silhouettes track some silhouettes this year see how they work um you know, uh, that time of year, you, you can get away with hunting the middle of the field, and uh, depending on on how the harvest is. So, I mean, we hunt clover, we hunt um, some rice fields that that it'll probably be the last cut of the year. And you know, when they cut that that last, when they have the last cut, that um, that stuff will sit there and dry out for a week or two. And so, um, that's the best hide. I mean, you get right in the middle of the field, you can hunt you can hunt 15 layouts and that stuff, you know, and you're right in the middle of the field and um, right where those birds want to be. And then second best scenario is right after they bail that stuff up and they, they'll, they'll flash flood it. So, and those geese just go in right in that stuff. I mean, you know, any goose love or any, you know, all waterfowl love a little bit of water on, on the, on the, you know, fields where they're feeding it. So um, yeah. that's the best situation, second best situation, but you're, there goes, you know, hunting out of the middle of the field. So now you're, now you're stuck on the edge which uh, isn't, you know, the most favorable spot to, to be because that's not where they feel, you know, most secure or whatever. So, um, but I, I mean, 90% of my hunts are right on the edge of the field. And so probably, uh, you know, if I didn't have the day off of work for, you know, my, my job or whatever, I'd go out that night or, the you know, the next day or whatever and uh, put out my spread. And usually I put out my decoys and then, all morning, I'm changing. I'm pulling the kill hole. I'm putting a kill hole. I'm filling in the kill hole. You know, I mean, it's always just kind of seeing what the birds doing. Um, yeah, the birds are doing or whatever. But uh, the bonus, the good thing about hunting the edge versus I think hunting the middle is that you kind of have a little more control of, of where they're going to set up. I mean, if there's no wind, um, I typically will put a kill hole and uh, um, and they'll land right in the hole. You know, and then uh, you know if you're on the X you just kind of set up at least if they're on the edge of the field, uh, that's where you want to put your decoy. So, and I usually do like a long, kind of like a cigar shape, uh, you know, looking out at the decoys, the decoys are probably maybe 15 yards off the, the foot of my layout and then left to right, probably 30 yards. And yeah. so, I mean, most times I don't even, I mean, I have a cart I push out and I can fit maybe three dozen honker decoys in it and maybe, I don't know, a dozen lessers or some cacklers and stuff, you know, packing everything I can or whatever. Um, so that's like typical hunt. That's my typical spread size, probably like, you know, two and a half, three dozen. Um, so okay. that's pretty much it, man. Yeah. With, with, the with, the with the setup on the decoys, where to, where to, where to hide, you know, um, and it's hard hunting. It's hard hiding even nine layouts, even if, you know, or eight layouts, even four layouts if, if guys aren't, if guys aren't stuck way down in the blind, you know, and so yeah, um, you got you got to have the focus on the decoys, and and you got to have the. I mean, honestly, you can get away with not having the greatest decoys in the beginning, but it, that that goes away pretty quick, you know. I mean, and you know, I'm gonna try some silhouettes this year. I haven't really hunted over silhouettes uh, too much before, and I'm gonna blend them into my spread and kind of you know feather them into the inside of the between me and the the outside put the the CSDs on the outside and maybe the, the silhouettes and stuff on the inside just kind of looking at it. Yeah. Probably geese feeding, but 
Yep. So that's that's that scenario, and then uh, yep, couple couple little stand up lines, you know, like the the A frame kind of style. Those are those are more comfortable to shoot up shoot out of. But I just I just feel like I like hunting out of, hunting out of a layout, more lower profile. Um, yep. I feel like you know you can get away with more more hunters out of layout line, so or yeah. a pit, but you know, I don't hunt out of a pit line, so. Yeah, because if you're in like an A-frame, you're—I mean—you kind of have to stick to like, like the edge of the field, pretty much, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, it depends what what the edge is. If it's like, you know, six eight foot tall Johnson grass, you can get away with that. You could you could have the Taj Mahal out there, but you know, if you have what I have and it's just some fallow weeds, I don't, I don't know what what species of plant they are, or whatever. But that stuff looks awesome right now. But as soon as uh soon as they stop irrigating that stuff and you know everything starts you know in the winter time i mean that stuff's pretty low so you know i mean i don't know i, I think you can get away with it i just haven't experimented with it too much and uh yeah you could probably stick a big old a frame you might be able to i know guys that are doing that sticking them in the middle of the field you know, just like they do up in canada with those roller blinds and pulling it off but uh i just haven't had the guts to do that kind of stuff yet i'm always like worst case scenario like okay low profile no profile and uh that's just how i how i wanted them but, but you know i made a blind and uh see how that works you know but i put a nice you know we're down a little bit yeah see how that goes i mean i, I hunted up off, off the river a couple times last year out of uh, one of those a frames and it was pretty awesome dude i mean you know you can look over your shoulder and you got a, you know that's one thing about a layout is you're kind of Especially hunting in the middle of the field, those birds come around and they're going to do one more swing. And you're, you know, oh, where they go? You know, they're at your six o'clock and you're just stuck. You can't really see that direction. You got to. I mean, I'm not that big of a dude. I mean, luckily I can kind of spin around and kind of look, you know. But uh, but uh, yeah, you don't have that you know, 360 view that you would if you're kind of standing up, whatever on the edge of the field. So yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So. That's pretty much the scenario. That's the early goose stuff, and even that's the, the the later the later goose stuff hunting out of the hunting, hunting those honkers or whatever. Yeah, and um, that's pretty much it. Did you do any of that? Did you do the late season at all last year? Or no, for, I, for the snows and specks? I didn't, dude. That's one thing I I don't know why. I just I've always had like more of an interest in just in duck hunting. So I I mean I feel like I'm pretty good at it i feel like i can you know i can call them i could i know you know i i I know how to duck hunt but like i just have never i mean obviously there's room for improvement always but (laughs) but i mean like yeah i have never really dug into goose hunting dude i don't know how to call i don't even i just i don't know much about it so like yeah yeah well i remember i mean i i've been like i could say i've been seriously you know Goose hunting or whatever, specs, snows, whatever, since probably like, I don't know, when was it? So, like, 2002, I got an invite to go up to Canada and hunted up there. And uh, I brought my first layout blind about like a final approach pro guide. Um, I didn't have any decoys. The dude that I went with, this older guy, he had all the, all the decoys and stuff. So, I didn't have any, you know, full body decoys at the time. But down here, the limit, I think, was two, what was it? one spec, three geese. I think you shoot two snows or three snows, and it was one spec, and then two honkers. So three geese total. And so, I mean, back then, it wasn't like, you know, 
wasn't beneficial to like go out and there wasn't you know that's when that's right right about when all the the you know those companies started coming out with with full body spec snow decoys I mean, there was there was some bigfoot snows and specs and i think gnh made one and there were some other brands there was silhouettes and stuff out i don't know if they did snow specs back then but anyways you know it's in the, there, the numbers weren't there i mean there was a ton of snow geese um, nothing like there is now and there's but you know the spec you shot a spec back in like oh one oh two like you, you're the man and then when they raised the limit oh oh three oh four something like whatever whatever they raised it to three like i remember hunting with like two guys we were by stutter and we shot like nine specs everybody got their limit like three guys and uh it was like dude i posted it on some some forum or something and it was like oh my god like you know i mean i'm sure guys have been doing that you know i was yeah. the first to do it by any means um but i was just like you know it was awesome you know it was, it was crazy and now you know it's 10 10 dark 10 specs 25 snows or whites whatever and uh it's like man you only got 30 you know it's like what that's crazy you know even with those honkers i mean those things weigh 9 to 12 pounds and uh i remember when i first got active to hunt some of the fields that I've hunting and uh, for these for these honkers or whatever. Not to sit here and talk about those things all episode order, but I think uh, I think they're cool. But anyways, uh, yeah. I went out. This is all this not to get off track or whatever. But this is how it all came about with these honkers. That I always knew they were around there, but I didn't know how to hunt them. And I always figured that I didn't even think about. I didn't think that I could you know successfully traffic. These, these birds or whatever you know they were flying over my field but i thought they were a little too far off the field um anyways and so uh the uh, he killed a ton of ton of coyotes i mean he's probably predator hunters that, i think the phone's kind of cutting out a little bit that, that i know of and so he's got this like uh commercial grade like e-caller for uh for coyotes right and so it's super foggy, soft, and we're out there trying to shoot a coyote, and it's like, you know, 20 yards visibility. And we're just screwing around, and he's a tall. And there's honkers flying around. He's all, oh, watch this. So we put on the honker uh, sound file, and it's like the most cheesiest, like, I mean, something you find, like, on the internet, like, 20 years ago, what a canyon of sounds like. And boom, these three geese, I swear, they're coming to land, and I'm land on the thing. So I'm like, dude, we're hunting here tomorrow. With a, we're going to come back and go stronger. So we went out there, and uh, I didn't have a quad or anything, so I had this sled. This was like three years ago. I had one that's like a little jet sled, like the, the one you fit your decoys in to go to the refuge, right? Yeah. I pack in like, I think, like 13 full body smaller decoys on that thing. And I go right back to where we set that sea collar, you know, try to shoot coyotes the day before. And it was, it was almost like I swear it was like the same three birds that came in the day before. I, I swear to God. And it was like, because I was like, oh, there's like two lessers and a, and a, and a honker. And uh, boom, we get out there, and it's like 10 minutes after shoot time in the morning. And I put on my decoys there and uh, hear, hear a couple of geese, hit them with the call. Boom, they come right in, and it's like two lessers and a honker would kill all three. <laughs> and uh, no, that's right. I was by myself that day because that geese flaked on me. So I went out there. That's right. I killed those three by myself. And then, long story short, I ended up killing 10 birds in, like, an hour. And uh, it was 10 honkers. And I'm like, dude, this is 
that's like 120 pounds worth of, worth of geese I get to get out of here, right? So, anyway, <laughs> that was my first time out, out there that I was like, dude, this is this is fun. And so the next day, he ended up coming out with me, and uh, I think we killed 20, dude, because it was in 10 or whatever. And it was like, this is crazy, dude. So now we're at, you know, 230 pounds worth of, worth of hopper meat, you know, birds trying to get them out of the field and stuff and with our little our little jet sled. But, uh, yeah, so... Yeah. Anyways, uh, it's, uh, I mean, we're, you know, we were talking about that, you know, just the hunting 20 years ago versus now, and, and, uh, there's a lot of change, man. I mean, that's, you know, now you can go out and kill, you know, 40 specs. I mean, you know, I, I got an invite from a buddy. He's a guy, um, up there in Willows, uh, second day of the early goose, and we had a killer hunt. I mean, it was a 30 mile an hour north wind or whatever. But uh, yeah, we we killed a hundred, hundred, I think a hundred and seventy, whatever birds were killed out of two fields. I think we did like one twenty five or one thirty with with his clients. Um, and it was just like it's crazy, dude. I mean, think about that. It's a hundred birds, you know. I mean, there was nine dudes, or maybe there was ten of us. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's pretty funny. You think about that compared to you know twenty years ago when it was like even if the the, the limits were there. I just don't think the numbers of birds were there to, to support, you know, even trying to get anywhere close. I mean, like I said, you went, you shot two specs, you know, or three specs, or whatever, but your buddy was like, that was a killer hunt. And yeah. now guys are like, oh, that's not enough, you know, and I think it's still a killer hunt. That's like, sometimes I'll go out for the, for the geese with my buddy and I'm like, dude, you know, I don't need to go out and kill, I don't want it. I don't want to have to stick 10, 10 geese in my garage overnight. You know what I mean? So yeah. <laughs> let's, just, let's just shoot three and have our high fives and get out of here and let the field sit for a week or whatever. And so yeah. that's kind of what we do. You know, if I'm not guiding or nothing, I don't, like I said, the guys think fun. I only do it when, uh, when there's birds. Um, and I think that's why it's been pretty successful. I mean, there's always going to be those days when, when, uh, and I've, I've had it happen where it's like, dude, new roost popped up. I'm, I go out there the day before and I'm like, okay, I could call that group. I could I could call in those birds. Those birds are callable. Okay, good hunt. You know, and go out. Popped in. That's what happened last year. Last year we had so much fog, and uh, I was just waiting for it to break. You know, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, like it needs to break. Oh, and then I'm like, oh, it's gonna break by ten. And right when it breaks, because I can hear them on the ground, like a quarter mile away. Like right when it breaks, they're gonna get up and they're gonna fly back to the roost and we'll get them. And uh, and then it just never happened. And, it happened a couple, you know, it happened one other time, and I was like, oh, my God. But then I go out by myself, and I'm out there with my dog with, like, a half dozen decoys, and I'm like, okay, fog break. Boom. You know, I got ten birds coming on in or whatever, and I'm like, oh. So <laughs> that's how it goes, man. But yeah. uh, if you don't have those times and opportunities, you don't, you don't really know what to, uh, you know, how, you know, what to kind of uh, appreciate or whatever, you know what I mean? So, yeah, for yeah. sure. I keep kind of hearing people talk about like how, like even like some of the old timers and stuff talk about how like right, right now is like, um, like supposedly for waterfowl hunting right now is going to be like the good old days. Like, it's oh yeah, like, I think I think right now is the good old days, a hundred percent for for geese in California. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you can shoot 25, 25 snows, ten ten darts, ten specks. 10, you know, 10, they can either be 10 specs or 
ten honders or whatever you want, whatever combination. Yeah, um, that's that's unheard of, dude. I don't know anywhere else in the in North America you can do that. Um, well, and our our and season so, is so long too. They like our season is way yeah. way long compared days. to yeah. Yep, we have a hundred day season, and uh, and uh, you know, I mean, California's just different, I think. You know, then I've been hunted. I've hunted in Missouri for snows, and I've hunted Oregon and California, and up in up in Alberta a couple times. But I haven't hunted. Uh, I haven't hunted anywhere else. You know, it's, I've hunted out in Arizona, but not for for geese or anything. And so, you know, I don't really know how that all. You know, how the what I'm saying is that, like, I think the the drawback of California for the average hunter, um, as far as gaining access, is is low. I mean. I mean, I think you either have a lease or, you know, your 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 brother or your uncle's a rice farmer. You can have wherever you want. But other than that, I mean, access is pretty hard, you know. So yeah. if you have a lease, you're stuck in that one spot. Um, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of a lot of hunting. You know, in Northern California is done over water. You know, not because of the flood of rice or whatever. And so, uh, but yeah, as far as the numbers. And, uh, I mean, if you were serious about it, um, you know, you can, you can get some ground, uh, uh, you can be successful, man. I mean, but you got to have a lot of gear. I mean, you got to have, I think if you want to be a successful goose hunter, you got to have, be ready for all species. I mean, we, like I said, we have a pretty good little chunk of honkers, you know, in the state, in Northern California, probably all throughout the state. And we got a ton of specs and a ton of snows. So it's like my garage, dude, my garage people kids drive by my garage or walk ride their bikes by my house and my garage door open and it's like what is going on in there and it's like <laughs> as organized as i can possibly keep it with like all my you know decoys hanging from conduits from the ceiling bags of dust decoys you know and i try to keep it as good as i can and uh, my cart in there and it's just like what is going on but i mean you got to be mobile man you got to have you got to have some socks and i feel like i never have enough you know like yeah. I have a couple hundred socks, but I don't have a trailer with a thousand and what a thousand is not even good anymore, right? You gotta have like twenty <laughs> you gotta have twenty five hundred and your buddy's gotta have twenty five hundred so you can have the five thousand, but then you yeah. know, that's getting old now, so you gotta beat the guy that has eight thousand and <laughs> then you gotta have a trailer to fit the eight thousand plus your quads and then quads mm. aren't cool anymore, so you gotta have a side by side, but side by sides aren't cool anymore because you gotta have <laughs> tracks on them, right? So there's twenty grand right there just in your ride. Oh dude. So that's just talking specs and snows, right? And then you yeah. got to have a place to hunt them. So where's the five grand on the on the two leases for that? So yeah, it's crazy, dude. And in the meantime, Jill. But, in the meantime, Jill's just like, dude, can can I just park my car in the garage? And you're just like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I try to I try to pile the decoy bag so high to the ceiling that she thinks like she is like, there's no way. She doesn't even bother no asking. Like, yeah. I'm like, nah, they're just. <laughs> Just gardening supplies. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah so but, for the, I mean, I had a rice blind last year, and you know, it's just it's hard getting into a good. It's hard finding good ground, dude. I mean, it's hard finding a good rice field. Everybody talks about that. You know, it's like it's so weather dependent, dude. And even even the you know, if you fork out the money to go and you know, money is not always the, the reason why where the birds. Are. I mean trying to say that you know just because you spend more money on a rice line doesn't mean you're going to be successful and, and it's yeah i don't know man Every, it's kind of changed i mean i haven't uh religiously hunted the rice my whole you know 
25 years or whatever. And, um, but I've, I've done, you know, some guiding in it back in the day and, um, I've seen it, dude. I've seen it when it was good. I mean, I've seen it when, when blinds will shoot four five, six, seven hundred birds, you know, and, you know, you know, with guiding or whatever. And, uh, that, that's kind of rare these days, dude. And I mean, the birds, it seems like the birds are still there. There's sure is a heck of a lot of pintails and boonies, man. But last year, it's like, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't see the widgeon like we used to. We used to be able to go out and you kill 28 widgeon, widgeon with four guys. And yeah. <clears throat> I got in a car last year that was, was uh, it was a good field. I mean, good dudes. And it was a cool club. I was blessed to be able to get an opportunity to hunt it. But it was, uh, it just didn't pan out like I thought it was going to, you know, it hadn't been hunted. I don't even know if that's what ever been hunted or had been hunted in like 20 years. So I thought it was just going to be, I thought we were going to go out and kill a couple hundred widgeons out of that field. And, uh, I just never saw any dude, but then I see these guys um, up in Washington, up up in Columbia, and that's where all the vision were. It seemed like, I mean, just like, I don't know, dude. So, yeah, I yeah. think things change a little bit or a lot, you know. And you think, oh, okay, it's been two years this way, but maybe next year it'll change, and uh, it probably will. I mean, it's just a lot of things are changing. They're, you know, the way that they're they're bailing up all the rice now, so maybe there's not as much feed. But I don't know. Maybe it, maybe that's why the you know the better geese hunting and you know, yeah. not a good, you know, duck down or whatever, but, uh, good thing I know some people, man, because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's nice to get the invite to go hunt the, the nice, the nice green heads, you know, and I get that every once in a while, so that's fun, dude. I'm, yeah. There's some really beautiful, really beautiful, uh, places to hunt in Northern California, and I think a lot of people, they don't see that, they don't know about the beach sink, or, you know, I know now there's, outside of the beach sink, there's probably better habitat, you know, that's been man-made or whatever within the last you know 15 years it's come into some some awesome places where you know it was maybe a rice field before and now there's it holds thousands of mallards and stuff so um yeah i don't know just a different angle on on hunting maybe you need to be closer to those places and figure out how to hunt those birds you know so yeah that's been my struggle too is like i i just have always you know it's like i, I don't know i get invites to some clubs and and sometimes they're really good shoots and sometimes they're just, you know, average or whatever. And I don't know. I just, yeah. I haven't, uh, I, my thing has always been like, you know, I'm, I'm either going to put in for a blind and try to get into a good blind or, or I want to get a boat and like, I think the thing is, you know what? It's just like, I used to hunt the refuges a lot back in the day yeah. when I was younger and I would always go to the same refuge. I would always go to like Sutter or Gray Lodge or wherever I hunted in like Sac. And so, and I'd always go to the same blind. You know, if I got a resi or, you know, before lottery, we're doing sweat line or whatever, I'd always go to the same place. So I was like, I know I can kill birds here. Or I know I, I mean, and I wouldn't always kill birds there, but I was like, you know, I've got, I've got, you know, I've done good. I never like, I mean, I would go to other, other spots or whatever. Um, but I always, you know, just went back to like where I knew I had killed birds before instead of like just saying, you know what? And I have, you know, I would go out and I would find new areas. I go in the afternoon and have a good afternoon and be like, Oh shit. You know, like this is where I'm going to hunt next time, whatever. But you have to do that. You have to like just say, screw it. I'm going to go out and I'm going to buy a boat or whatever. And I'm going to go hunt the Delta. I'm going to go hunt wherever. And I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go scout. I'm going to, you have to do that. And you have to, you have to burn hunt days or hunting days. Yeah. Um, or opportunities, you might not kill birds, but you might, or maybe you will. Maybe you go jump shoot some birds, and you know what? Next next weekend, I'm going to go hunt that same that same pond or whatever. Um, 
Yeah. But you have to do that. I talked to a lot of buddies, a lot of friends I talked to, and they're like, yeah, I want to hunt these areas, but and they just never do it. I mean, I've done the same thing, and it's like because I never ventured off my comfort, you know, much. You know, I, and I, what I do, what I've always done is I like, I get way into something, and I do it, and then I change because I'm like, okay, that was fun. I do it for like four years. Like honkers, I'm, right now it's honkers. Like OCD on the geese, right? Got to do, got to find, got to shoot these honkers, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It used to be specs. So I was like, this is fun. No one's doing it yet. Like, I mean, people were doing it, but that was when it started, you know. Yeah. No one, no, not many people are doing the layout thing. Just buy a layout, get it, get it. I know I had three or four dozen DSDs and, and, uh, you know, and that was my thing. And then, um, a couple of years ago, it was, it was dust. I was way into like, you know, shooting the refuge and all that. Um, I always just kind of, I just get into, you know, whatever it is, whatever species or whatever. And, and uh, I mean, I just try different stuff. I, I want to get a boat. And, and try that out, you know. I mean, not just try it out. I've, I've hunted out of a boat quite a bit, but I want to, I want to do boat hunt, you know. Cause yeah. I'm just like it's a. I had a good hunt last year. A buddy invited me, and uh, we killed. I mean, we killed. We killed like eight mallards, three of us, and uh, a couple other ducks. Um, but even if it was like five, five ducks, it was like, oh, you know what, man? The, the environment was different. It was, uh, and I love hunting out of the rice, even if it's just. You know, whatever. I got my dog there and, you know, calling a million pintails and whatever, shoot a nice bull or whatever. Um, but I think it's just changing the environment, man. You know, it's even like the honkers. I'll be like, okay, this is played out. I got to go. I, I want to go to the refuge. I want to go sit in the marsh. And uh, even if I have to, my blood pressure goes up because I'm sitting here arguing, you know, with a bunch <laughs> of people and fighting off everybody for the pond or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just a different environment, man. And, and uh, you know, it's not it's not always about definitely not always about killing birds. It's not about killing a limit. No. It's about dude. You, know, you could go out I was talking to another friend of mine and I'm like, dude if you go like last year back onto the geese or whatever, but I was hunting my goose field and uh the fog broke and all morning I was sitting there and I could hear hear these mallards and I'm like, dude and I've hunted with guys and they're like, Why aren't you why don't you put out a robo? And I'm like, Dude, you're not gonna call a green head into the field. They, they don't come here. Like, just stop. Stop talking about it. So then I'm sitting out there, like, a month later, the fog, and I'm like, I hear them, you know, and I'm like, okay, if I was at the refuge right now, I'd be calling those birds. So I start calling, hitting my mallard call. Boom, right over the top, you know, and, and uh, I kill one. And, like, 30 minutes later, pair of mallards, boom, right over the top. I mean, and they're coming in. There's no water around me, and I'm calling in these birds just through the fog, you know. Yeah. And uh, I killed three mallards. And I was killing a couple of geese. That was like probably one of the funnest hunts I had all year. And it, it was—I mean, it was because I did something different. Yeah. Um, I was—it was successful at something that I had totally doubted a hundred times in my head. And yeah. uh, so it wasn't about—it was nothing to do with the number of birds I killed. It was just the experience, you know, and, and trying something new. And it was kind of cool, dude. But yeah, uh, yeah that's how. Yeah, I, I mean, shoot. Yeah, last year I had two di- two different hunts that I that were like the highlights of my year, uh, my season or whatever. Like one of the hunts, I didn't shoot one bird, dude. And it was one of the funnest hunts I've had. Like, I don't, right. I don't know why it was it, like, I was frustrated cause my shooting was horrible, but like birds were working great. Yeah. Like this, this, yeah. uh, I was hunting with a new, a, a dude that I haven't duck hunted with before I, I met him archery hunting. Yep. And, uh, yep. he was a cool dude. And, um, 
we got into a good spot. It was a new spot, and there was a he had a, a young dog who was doing really good, and the birds mm-hmm. were working just perfect, dude. And we were calling him in like everything was perfect, but my my yeah. sh- my shooting was so rusty because I ha- I hadn't really duck hunted in the past couple of years because my my dog passed away yeah. and like some other stuff. We yeah. we moved, and I just I just was out of the game but like yep. that was the first hunt of the season and dude i had a blast dude i didn't hit one bird dude yeah yeah i mean along those lines what you're saying i know and that's happened to me it's happened to me a hundred times it's like you're hunting with somebody new especially if you're hunting in a blind i mean i've hunted with guys i've never hunted with and i'm like an invite so you know i'm the the, the third wheel or whatever and you're like okay you're not intimidated, but you don't want to shoot first. You don't want to call the shot because it's not your spot. Yeah. If you're kind of not calling or whatever, you're like, okay, but you should be calling because you're like, yep, okay, exactly. nobody's calling. <laughs> like, why are we calling these birds? But you don't want to be. And so then yeah. you go up to shoot and you're like, eh. oh yeah, no, I've been there a hundred times, dude. Cause I, and then I, I'll take, I'll take guys out and I see it happen because, uh, like on the pigeon and the pigeons are really tough to, to hit, you know, but once you kind of get in the zone where you figure it out, you, you can get them. But, uh, I take these dudes out and are just like, bam, 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 bam. And you're like, nothing. You're like, what? And then you wait again. Okay, nothing. And then I'll go to get a cripple or whatever with my dog. And then, like, first look, I'm like, look, okay, <clears throat> just go ahead and call the shot. But, you know, I'll be right here. So I'm, like, 30 yards away. And right when I walk out of the out of the spot, dude, boom, they're, like, tripling and doubling. And I'm like, <laughs> it's all about confidence. It's pretty funny. I think people get intimidated a little bit, dude. you know, when they're not hunting with their your immediate buddies or whatever. For yeah. Sure. Cause I've been there. That's what it was, yeah. dude. Cause it was, it was like, it was his spot that he, he took me to and dude. Yeah. And I, and I, so I pulled, this is a whole nother story. I'm going to make fun of myself. Uh, there's a couple of them, <laughs> but I, I freaking, I showed up late. I, I camped in my trailer and I met him and I, somehow I showed up at like a half hour. I thought shoot time was, I don't know. I was thinking shoot time was sunrise instead of a half hour before, you know, for for mm-hmm. whatever reason. So I I like I was yeah, running you late. Waited. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I was yeah. like I was like flustered. It was his spot, and I and it was his dog. So I always anyone who has yeah. a dog, I give them. I always give them like the pick of the spot wherever they need to be with their dog or whatever, you know. And so yeah. like uh, that's exactly what it was, dude. I was I was late. I was flustered. Like yeah. it was his spot. Yeah. It was his dog and. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I just – and dude, I was rusty, dude. Some of I, my best – yeah, no, yeah. total. I, I've been there. Everybody has, dude, and but I, and I've seen it firsthand a hundred times. But, honestly, some of my best hunts – and I mean, I love the high-five hunts with your buddy or, you know, you're, you know, you're hunting with your best friend forever or whatever, and you're like, okay, I'll shoot, you know, I'll shoot first and you shoot, you know, whatever, that kind of stuff. That's always fun, too, or, you know, shooting a bunch of birds. But I think some of my funnest hunts, man, are honestly uh, – Hunt by myself, man, because, you yeah. know, just with your dog. Yep. It's on your terms. No one's met. I mean, everybody's usually on the same page or whatever. But, I mean, it's just, you know, because you control the environment 100%, you know. So you're not rushed. You usually do your best shooting. That's why, I mean, you know, I was talking about that honker shoot, whatever, that I did the first day. And I was like, dude, you know, they're right there and you're just calm. And, yeah, I mean, you're shooting better. You're. It's just uh, yeah. how it goes. But yeah, so, every situation is different, man. I mean, you know, there's so many scenarios, and especially in Northern California, we got, I mean, we got the refuges, the rice, um, 
you know, Brant or, or rivers. I mean, the, you know, the sea ducks or whatever. Yeah. There's a lot of different stuff we can do out here, man. So. Yeah. Yeah, like you were saying, like some of, yeah, some of my most memorable hunts are just just me and my dog, dude. Just you know, because then you're yeah. especially when you're trying to train your dog and make sure your dog is like doing what she's supposed to do, yeah. and it's just easy. Yeah, it's you're not worried to, about him messing up. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Exactly. But yeah, yeah like changes. My dog. Go yeah. ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just saying. Like, I think there's a little bit of a a delay, but yeah, I think like change of scenery, like you were saying too, like. Um, I, I got the invite to go on a, a hunt in the bay on a boat last last year. That was freaking awesome, dude. <laughs> yep, it's so fun. Yeah, something different, man. I mean, I've never shot sea duck. Um, I want to do it, you know. Um, and that's the thing. It's kind of like okay, <clears throat> it's like shooting a ring neck out of the refuge. You're like no, but like putting out a you know, or even not hunting out of a, a layout boat or something, but even hunting just hunting hunting in the bay over a big diver spread and shooting the limited ring neck would be i think it'd be a fun hunt dude and i hear they're not bad either. but i mean yeah i just you know the environment i think if the if the if you're like shooting the species where the you know where their habitat you know is or whatever and you're targeting that species that's when it's like okay you know that's when it's that's when i think it's like it, it's awesome you know so yeah uh, you know that's kind of like i mean I, I like shooting ducks over uh I mean, it's kind of like shooting ducks over, even when you're shooting geese, you know, in in in, in a big south wind storm over a uh, over a big speck of snow spread or whatever. It's just something different, you know. Yeah. Um, that's fun too, you know. So. Hell yeah. Yep. Lots lots of different uh, environments and species out here in California. We're pretty lucky, dude. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, when it comes to waterfowl hunting, I think we have a pretty good thing going. I mean. Access could be a little bit easier, but um, yeah. As far as bird numbers and stuff, I mean, there is opportunity. Like you, like you said, like if you really want to do it, I mean, I mean, if you really yep. want to put the effort and money and and stuff into it, you can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it makes it a little tougher, you know, when we get in our, you know, with our age, you get kids or whatever, and you yeah. can't, you know, like, what am I going to do? Go buy a thirty thousand dollar duffel right now and and, <laughs> and do that five times a year when I, you know, because you want to do everything, right? You want to go out and, <laughs> it's not like we're 20 years, any, 20 years old anymore. We can go do that like, you know, four or five days a week. So, yeah. um, I think you just pick your, pick your groove and stick with it. But, uh, I think it's also, you know, it's always good to kind of just, cause I, you know, I haven't hunted Northeast zone in a long time and I want to go back up there and do that. And, uh, I know there, you know, the Klamath Basin, Tule Lake's kind of in a bad spot right now, but, uh, yeah. you know, up, there, up in other areas. And I know that's kind uh, clean itself up a bit here in the next couple months but uh yeah i mean going back up there and just doing that once or twice a year again i think it'd be awesome and uh just having that experience you know kind of checking out a new place so yeah yeah but you gotta do it you gotta just you gotta you know you gotta go screw it i'm gonna just even if you sleep in and hunt the afternoon somewhere and learn something new i mean that could just change your whole season right there because then you're like dude i never knew this was how this place looked, you know, like I hunted down in the grasslands when I lived down in Monterey for a couple of years, uh, about six years ago, seven years ago, whatever it was. And, uh, and I hunted the grasslands a couple of times and I had hunted down there. I got some invites with, with buddies and stuff, but, uh, it was like a whole new world, man. I mean, we were hunting 
a completely different environment and or habitat than I ever thought. It wasn't like you know we were hunting out of a boat. Um, I don't want to give away the area, of course, but you know, a completely different. I would have never known or thought that you would shoot ducks in these areas that we were hunting. You know, and so um, yeah, that was cool, dude. That was awesome, man. It was, uh, but you just you know need a boat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the cool thing about a boat is I guess you can. I, I want to get a boat. I'm going to get the boat here. I'm not just talking about it anymore. Um, but at least you can fish out of the dang thing, you know. Yeah. Not like a, not like a big layout boat that you only get to hunt ducks out of. I mean, I want to get a boat and be able to fish out of it. Stripers. I used to have a boat back in the day when I was younger. I always went out. Yeah. Fish for stripers and stuff, and you know, fish on the lakes for trout in the summertime and stuff. So. Yeah. I think we're going to do it. So. Well, I was thinking about that too. Like, especially with. With having, you know, I got three daughters and, you know, one's nine, one's almost five, and one's, what, three. So, I don't know. know, In the next few years, like, I'm going to have all three of them, hopefully, hunting with me. And, like, I can't can't afford to to rent out a whole or lease out a whole blind, dude. Like, I would rather make a boat payment and take the whole family duck hunting in a boat. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean... Yeah, definitely, dude. I mean, my son, my son will be eight here next or in November, and then uh, my daughter's eleven, and like uh, she'll go. I mean, if she's gone out and shot pigeons with us, and, and I'm taking her out hawker hunting, but you know, she's a girl. She's yeah. like, eh, but I'm sure she'll get more into it. My son, I didn't think he would go at all, so it was like I take him out to the to the dairy, we shoot pigeons, and he was like, okay, I love it. This was like two years ago, and then then he was like, nah. I'm good. And then I'm like, like last year, he didn't even go to my duck blind, but he went out and honked around with me. So I'm like, oh my God, he's never going to get the bug. This sucks or whatever. And, uh, yeah. you know, and I wasn't trying to push it on him, but I was kind of like, you know, this is awesome. You got to come experience. So, but whatever. So, um, but now, uh, now he's way into fishing. <laughs> so oh, he's like, yeah, you're always posting videos of oh, him catching fish. <laughs> hilarious, dude. Yeah, Cause I took him, I took him, uh, I took him, uh, happened i think we were in like the backyard like in the springtime or something messing around with my my fishing pole and, and he's like uh looking at my tackle box and then i, I taught him how to cast right and, and um, i'm like all right and then the next day he's like can we go fishing i'm like oh heck yeah so like <laughs> found this lake and just planted a bunch of trout and he caught like five trout his limit or whatever and uh he's after, ever since then dude he's like it's pretty funny man he's all hey can we catch we're can we go catch a peacock bass? And I'm like, dude, Florida, you know, <laughs> not going to happen. You know, he's not, he's, but he's, he's way into it. Dude. He's like, when are we going to go catch a sturgeon? I'm like, dude, you're so spoiled, man. You have no idea how good you've had it over the last like four months catching, you know, and he's had some pretty good little, he's like one day he's like, I want to go catch a catfish dad. So I'm like, all right, it's like a couple weeks ago. So I'm like, all right. So I head down, head down to the river. And it was, like, right when salmon season opened. And uh, I'm like, okay, all I want to find is, like, some little – there was a little fluey to fish back in the day. And uh, so, literally, long story short, I did, like, 95 miles on my truck. And I ended up basically on the other – opposite side of the river from where I started, like, three hours later, just to find a spot to catch a stupid catfish. And uh, <laughs> I ended up finding this blue. And it was pretty funny, though, because uh, there was this, like, big blue out there in uh, – out there in like night landing or whatever robins or whatever and uh yeah and i'm like i can't find an open spot on the river to fish and there's you know 
some of those spots, like, I don't take my kid there or whatever. So I'm just, like, looking for the perfect spot. It didn't happen. And he's like, well, let's just fish here. And I'm like, you know what? Probably is a catfish in this freaking thing. And so we end up catching, like, a channel cat and, like, seven bullheads in, like, three hours. Dude, it was perfect, man. And, I mean, now <laughs> he's just, like, calling me, like, dude, are we, can we go on? I mean, I took him the other day. I got off work a little early, and I took him up to uh, up in the hills for, like, two hours. And, you know, just try to catch a couple trout. And, you know, I mean, He's down with that. That's the good thing about, you know, where we live up there. Um, you can kind of do that with the kids. And so yeah, um, it's all about getting them. It's all about taking them out and not burning them out and uh, letting them have fun and uh, and then and then getting them to, like, want to do it. Because, you know, for the longest time, like I said, my son was like, eh, you know, and, and now he's, like, poking me in the elbow at, like, 6 o'clock in the morning. He's like, are we going to go? Are we going to go? So, yeah. Yep. That's They'll get funny. there, man. That's awesome, dude. Oh yeah, it's fun when they get yep, excited yep. about it. Yeah, and so I mean, I took what was it a couple of years ago? I took the kids out and uh, I'd hunted the day before and uh, left all my decoys out, left the layouts out, you know, same height or whatever. And uh, it was cool, man. We got out there right at right at light, and everything was already set up, and you know, take them down to the gas station and get them some cookies and a Gatorade in the morning or whatever and get yeah. out there and hop in the blind and kill like three honkers and it was awesome dude I mean they just don't know what all the work goes into <laughs> yeah. getting all that to happen you know prior but yeah man I mean that's the stuff you gotta do you know yeah so, hell yeah yep, sir. hell yes well right on right on Sean uh, I think uh, we'll have to do uh, I know we're gonna hunt Saturday and Sunday for the for the early goose. I got a, a pile of guys going. It's gonna be good. And then uh, nice. I'm gonna hunt. I think the last Wednesday of uh, of the early goose. And so uh, that's okay. kind of tentative at this point. But yeah. Uh, yeah, man, you're more than welcome to come on out and film some film some hunt and get make make us look cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do that pretty good on your own. No, I, yeah, no, that'd be that'd be fun, dude. I, yeah, I want to mess around with that camera and just see. You know, I don't know. I think it'd be fun to see what what we can do with it. It'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. Speaking of speaking of going out hunting with you, I'm just gonna make fun of myself for a second. <laughs> oh, when you had a rollover? No, last, <laughs> yeah, last year, dude. Yeah, so for the listeners or whatever, like. You invited me out. What I was gonna just, I guess, help you kind of set up your spread, and you had some clients coming out, and we were just gonna. I was gonna help you, whatever, and and try to shoot a few geese or whatever, dude. I was like so excited, dude, because I just haven't, like I said, I haven't really goose hunted that much. I was all juiced about it, and then I couldn't sleep, dude. I couldn't sleep, so then I was like up all night, basically rolling around, tossing and turning, and then I just slept through my alarm. <laughs> Dude, yep, you had a rollover, man. I yeah, get it. You were it like happened. you were like at the field when I called. You're like, uh, I was like Dude, I had my better... buddy and his kid. Yep. I had my buddy <laughs> and his kid and uh and I was like, Okay, my buddy Sean's coming out, all good. So I'm literally like pulling into the field. You're like, Dude, I'm just waking up and I'm like Okay, you could probably make it. I'm sitting here like screenshotting, you know, on X and like drawing a little line down the road and then I'm like, Dude, you're gonna get it's going to get confusing and and then like, here's this guy showing up and yeah. you know, just like, it was like, 
Well, it was like, yeah. dude, I know, yeah. I know all those like main roads out there, but I don't know like all of the yeah. little cross streets. And and like the description of how to get there was like, I don't know if I'm gonna yeah. be able to figure this out, dude. And I knew you were in the middle of trying to lay out a spread and lay out trying to like set the blinds and shit. And I'm like, dude, I'm gonna mess this thing up. I'm just gonna. You're all, dude, uh, it might be better if you just come for an afternoon hunting the rice or something like that. <laughs> yeah, wait till the sun comes up, and then uh, we'll just make it easy for you, no. no it, dude, was cool. I, it was cool. There were some birds. I think we had a, I think we had a couple ups. Um, but, uh, yeah. no, dude, for sure this year, man, you got to come out. I mean, maybe you just got to sleep in the parking lot the night before or something <laughs> so you don't, you don't miss the opportunity. Well, Whatever dude, you got to do. The thing is, is, dude, just to defend myself a little bit, like, dude, I, I see, honestly, like, I can't stand when people are, like, consistently late or, like, when people are, like, yeah. doing that shit. So, like, I was, like, mad at myself, dude. I'm like, I cannot believe I'm doing this, dude. And I did it twice last oh. year. I did it with you once, and I did it <laughs> on my, my first duck hunt when that dude invited me. I, I was running late, dude. I'm like, what what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> I've done it. Uh, I'm losing friends real quick. I yeah, no, dude, it's all good. We all do it, man. I have a buddy that I've hunted with for a long time, and he's always like, all right, be there at whatever, 5.15. And, and they are, you know, they're set up, like, pretty easy, dude. I mean, as far as, you know, a couple dozen duck decoys in, in the blinds or whatever. And so um, it's pretty much you get there, and then you throw out the decoys, and, and there's already, you know, you know, you got 15, 20 minutes for shoot time. But anyways, he's always like, yeah, be there at whatever time. And I'm like, cool, I'm like sitting there. And then, like, this guy gonna is he flaking on me? What's going on? He rolls up Starbucks in his hand like five minutes before shoot time. All right, let's go. Always, always works out, but it's always like, you know, <laughs> tries to squeeze. I get it. Everyone's trying to squeeze in that next, you know, that last little thirty minutes of news time. So yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. Like hunting the refuges now. That's that's another thing. It's like, I mean, shoot, you got to get up at freaking two o'clock in the morning to go and you know get in. Yeah. You know. If it's Sac or whatever, you know, from where we live, Sacramento Refuge, that's yeah. an hour and a half drive. And that's pretty much like a, that's a full-time job just hunting those refuges, man. Dude, <laughs> it, it is rough, man. I, I got into a groove where I just, dude, I just, I take my trailer out and I do the lotto the day before at as many places I, as I feel like going to. And then I go back and pour a couple drinks and relax and sleep in the trailer. And then I... You know, whichever whichever place works out the best as far as a lotto number, I just go there in the morning. Yeah, and I'm already out there. You know, so it's like that's been yeah. kind of my my thing. It's I don't know. I try to make it not so stressful because <laughs> the refuge is can right. can be for sure. Yeah, that's the thing, dude. That's the worst. You know, not the worst, but that's that's the downfall of of that whole scenario. Is like, okay, get off work get up there, you know, and got to get in the lotto, got to make, boom, and then, oh, I'm going to go put in at this other one real quick, and, and then it's like, next thing you know, it's like, whatever, you know, yeah, 9 o'clock at night, and you've been up since 5 in the morning. Yep. Well, <laughs> yeah, and like, you know, so. you know, luckily now they post all the results on, like, a face that Facebook yep. page or whatever, so you can... You can go yeah. on your phone and see what all the lottery results are, but before it was like yeah. you had to drive back to every one of those places and see what the results were. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, personally, like I don't hunt the refuges a, a ton. I, I I love them and I used to and stuff, so I appreciate them. But I honestly wish it would go back to how when I used to hunt them, it was like sweat line, 
and uh, it wasn't all chaotic, dude. Yeah. You know, and I, I think it's uh, it was like if you get in a sweat line at whatever time, you know you're going to get in. Um, and I mean, now I guess it's more about the opportunity, but you know, some guys would retire and that, they would always have the first fifteen numbers in the sweat line. So you're like, man, when are they going to? When are those guys going to go away or whatever? But yeah, no, but uh, no, I don't know. It's kind of a double edged sword, I guess. I guess you got. You got a chance, a better chance to get in, but you also don't, and it's also creative. It's like, and that's you know, I see those those pages on on Facebook, and you're like, man, if I hunted the refuges a lot, I would be mad, dude. Yeah. <laughs> if that was my gig, I would be like, hey, you need to earn it like the rest of us. Get up there and, and zip around and do all the crazy thing. But yeah, I mean, us us guys with the kids, it's like, man, I wish they would post that so I can see what. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. If I got a chance. I don't want to. I'm not gonna waste my time going back up there. But it is nice. I mean, the trailer thing. That's the way to do it, dude. So if you're gonna do that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how else to do it. I mean, I. I. I don't know. I don't know. I guess that's like like that's kind of been my only option, really. It's, I don't know. I. I want to get into a. Like I said, I've been. I've always wanted to get into a club, but like. You know, the only blind that's going to be open at a club is going to be the shittiest blind on the property. So. Yeah, I mean, on on that note though, some of those, I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, it's kind of like uh, you know, it's a, it's like a hail mary, man. I mean, you you might have a great one, and it might be you know what was thought to be the worst one or whatever. But I mean, even even with that, and you had, and if you did hunt the refuges, I mean, you could have a pretty good season, dude. You know, some of those afternoons, even I mean, I had a place, I had a blind a couple years ago that was, I mean, there was. I felt like they were too close together, or whatever you know. But I yeah. still have some decent hunts out there, and you get to know the guys in your club, and they'll let you hunt. They're, they're blind or whatever, you know, when they're there and stuff. And I mean, yeah, um, I don't know. It always changes, though, man. That's the thing. Everything yeah. that right, it's uh, it can be pretty unpredictable, but it can also be pretty predictable, you know. And if you got a dog, that's the thing. I got a dog a couple of years ago, and I was like, dude. <clears throat> I got to get him on birds. I got to get him on that like consistent thing, you know, where he's trying to figure it out. The refuges, the refuges can be good or hunting, you know, marsh or that habitat or whatever. With the tulis stuff, that can be actually better on a dog because they're using their nose more and stuff. But yeah. I just wanted the consistency, so that's kind of why I got into the spot I did last year. But yeah, yeah, I think sometimes you just got to roll those dice, man, and just say screw it, and then wait it out, and you know, move your way up into the club. So. Yeah, yeah, I might end up having to do that. I don't know. We'll see. Like I said, like, I don't know. <laughs> I like that Gridley area, man. I mean, not to sit here and, I don't know, just up there. I mean, I had a blind out there, last, you know, up by the airport last year, and it was cool, specs and stuff. But uh, well, I went out there, with, there by the Butte, man. Yeah. Where did I go? I went, I hunted with you a couple years ago in your blind. Yep. Uh, yeah, somewhere we had up a blind there. out there in, in Robbins or whatever. Uh, yeah, we that was good. I mean, it was a good area, decent. I don't know, but it, like I said, every every year is different. Every little flyway changes <laughs> over the years, and uh, the worst thing I think a guy can do, and I've seen him do it, is, is oh, you know, they just they bounce, they bounce around. I mean, and they're like, oh man, I'm I'm gonna try you know Richvale, and oh man, like they're banging them that last year out there by you know out there off the whatever you know and, and they move down there and then oh i heard the blinds there's a blind over there by you know Ridley, and then they bounce up there and they never really 
kind of figure out how how these areas are you know or or or, or when when they're good or whatever you know so they don't give the plates a chance you know uh, yeah that's what i've seen yeah. but like i said things are changing man there's a lot of there's a lot of freaking a lot of almond orchards going up in areas and <laughs> changing a lot of stuff dude changing a lot of a lot of the flyway in my opinion so yeah but maybe we'll have some really phenomenal dove hunting in the next twenty years in Northern California. It'll be like, the, it'll be like the Fresno of the North for dove hunting because all these almond orchards. That's what, that's what we're going to get out of it, and turkey hunting. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, huh? Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah, man. Well, well shit, dude. You have to come out with us uh, if you can't do the early season. Uh, We'll definitely get a bunch of hunts in this season, dude. So it'll be fun. And then I can, I can, uh, I can say, hey, dude, I'm going to put in. So, you know, we're going to stay in the trailer tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Hunt the refuges tomorrow. Yeah, for yeah. sure, dude. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll keep in contact and we'll keep, we'll figure out some stuff. And, um, yeah, like I said, I like picking your brain and learning stuff from you because you've been doing it for so long. But, um, but yeah, dude, you can, you're always welcome to, come you know to the the good old refuge and stay in the trailer <laughs> or yeah, yeah or whatever dude i like in like we were talking earlier i don't even know if these places are allowing you to park their trailer on there because the covid thing but i'll, I'll have to look into yeah it a i don't bit know more. yeah that's gonna change a lot of people's uh program dude i'll have to ask my buddy who works up there or whatever and see what the see what the deal is yeah, and this yeah, and this is the kind of stuff too that makes me just sort of kind of lean more towards the boat thing. It's because then you're just on your own and you're going wherever you want. Like no one, yeah. no one can kind of. I don't know, I don't know, dude. I I'm thinking of boats in my future, some someday. Yeah, but then you don't want to be the boat guy that's like the rice line guy that <laughs> just like bounces around. Cause I know boat guys are like buy the boat and they're like, oh my god, like. The rice is really pounding them, so then they all they do is hunt, and then they're blind, and then and yeah. then they never hunt another boat. And like I haven't hunted out of this thing in four years, so they just end up selling it. It's probably the same guy that like bounces around and <laughs> yeah, you know. I don't know. I d- one blind one. You got to just be dedicated, and that just make that your gig. But uh, yeah, yeah, I mean definitely, dude. That's what I've seen too. Rocky, like, like to yeah, the guys that I know that uh, I know a couple guys that do the boat thing and they they're consistent and they they do pretty damn good yeah uh but like you said they just they're probably gonna come they're probably gonna come kill you tonight for saying that now <laughs> well I, i'm not saying where they went or where they go but <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yep. yeah no i know for sure well it's the for same sure. thing like you said with the clubs like give give places a chance and figure it out instead of like bouncing all over the place like whether you're in a boat or you're in a Whatever, yep. hunting and a refuge. Don't your buddies like, yeah, don't be that guy. Who's like, where, you know, where are you guys going? Or where's the place? Hunting? You just got to go out. Yeah. Don't even worry about where they're hunting, and just go and and find some spots, dude, and find some spots away from people, whatever, and, and uh, figure stuff out. Those are the funnest, the funnest seasons and the funnest hunts, man. When you're like, you know what? I found this place. I kicked a couple birds up here, or whatever. I went back the next day or whatever the next week, and like I had a killer hunt, and it wasn't, you know. You never want to go where your buddy is. It's a golden rule, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, I think that's the way to do it with the whole boat thing. and Even hunting anything, you know, like hunting the rice field. It's like, you know, if you're just going to get into a spot that 
oh, Larry got out of or whatever, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you're going to get the, the bad blind or whatever. I mean, those could be good ones too, but uh, going out and making a relationship with a farmer and buying a, you know, there's an initial investment with that, but you could be in a whole area with nobody around you at all and have one of the best places, you know, so. Yeah. That just takes a lot of work and dedication too, so. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Well, hey, yes, man. Yes, sir. Well, thanks, thanks for having me on, dude. I yeah. appreciate it. No, I appreciate you coming on, dude. I really do. We'll have to we'll have to do it again. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe come. I don't know, a month or two down the road, we'll we'll touch base again. Even if we do a, maybe we go, maybe we maybe we do a hunt and we do a little podcast afterwards and talk about the hunt or something. You there? Yeah, sorry, the battery. Um, that would be awesome, man. I mean, we'll we'll do a hunt and then uh, or whatever. Yeah. Tentatively talking, but uh, yeah, do a hunt, kind of talk about it, and kind of do a little recap of what's been going on with the season or whatever, and then we can talk about you know how wrong we were when we were talking on this one about <laughs> all the refugees and hunting out of the boat and stuff. So yeah. <laughs> that'd be funny too. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Uh, all right, man. All right. Yeah, I really appreciate it, dude. Thanks, Mike. All right, talk to you later. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me on Instagram at mountain.vision or my personal Instagram page at Blue Collar Harvester. Look forward to hearing from you. Thanks for listening.